Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight of the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program. Plus recent episodes featuring the true story of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, the emerging field of regenerative medicine, and the mysterious site known as America's Stonehenge. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Cindy Dale with us. Cindy, of course, is an author on energy healing and spirituality, believing and teaching that subtle energy can enhance your life. Cindy has seen over 35,000 clients, demonstrates how subtle energy can affect your relationships, health, career, and just about everything. How true that is, Cindy, and welcome back. It's so nice to be on again. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. And uh, tell me a little bit about the subtle energy techniques. I, I like that. Well, I know. Isn't that fantastic? That's one of my newer books, Subtle Energy Techniques, is first in a series that Llewellyn is putting out. You know, I've been doing healing for about 25 years, and I was really fortunate to be trained in a lot of different countries, Peru, Costa Rica, Morocco, you know, with indigenous healers, with people who were, you know, living with the people with whom they were working, talking to the plants, you could even say, that were helping to perform the healing. And, you know, working with thousands of and thousands of clients. Uh, you know, I, I acquired quite a toolkit, George. You know, lots of different ways to approach an issue, a problem, health issues, relationship issues, career issues. And I thought, you know, all of this needs to be simplified because, you know, we're mystical beings and we're having really everyday experiences. I don't know about you, but I have to clean my house every so often and walk the dogs. And yeah, I just let all the dirt pile <laughs> yeah, up. I hire all my help, right? <laughs> and I thought, why don't we why don't we put all the simple techniques together that are really the most powerful? And that's what this particular book is about. You know, it makes really accessible, you know, everything that, you know, kind of accomplishes grand things so we can use that information in our everyday life. So it's sort of, you could say it's sort of the best of the best of what I've been learning and what I've been utilizing and teaching and other people have been teaching me as well. Now, this energy, this subtle energy, where does it come from? It is. Um, you know, some people would say that it emanated from before the pre-bang. Some people would say that it is the same as the energy like dark matter or quantum energy, you know, that's everywhere at once. Um, and I really personally equate it with quantum energy. I mean, in general, everything's energy. Einstein said it. You know, he's certainly not going to roll over in his grave if we talk about subtle energy because that's what he was trying to prove and figure out how it worked. Um, you know, so everything's energy, which is really just energy, you know, is information that moves. So the idea behind even studying energy is that if you alter information, say the information creating a problem or a challenge, you can change the strictures, you can change the structures that are keeping the problem in place. If you alter movement or vibration, you can do the same thing. And of course, you can do both at once as well. Um, but there's physical energy, which, you know, you know all that means is it's measurable energy. Subtle energy is really the immeasurable, the quantum, the stuff that moves faster or slower than what we know how to measure. It can move faster than the speed of light. 
it can move so slow that you're going to get those sort of Eastern sort of experiences, you know, kind of like they're in the movies, you know, when literally time stands still, you can watch everything happen, the bullet stops, you can get out of the way. That's what subtle energy is about. It's about directing just plain information or vibration with your consciousness uh, so that you can create the kind of effects that are supposed to be created, you know, or that are more desirable rather than negative. Are we born with the ability to tap into the subtle energy or is it with us all the time? It's always with us. But, you know, when we're kids, I think we're more apt, you know, to be able to see it, to sense it. When I was a kid, I saw and heard things my parents thought were sort of crazy. Um, I remember waking up when I was four years old, and I could see these shadows on a hallway, and I heard bacon sizzling. You know, at like midnight, um, went into the kitchen. There was nobody no there. Bacon. And you didn't smell it, right? No, I didn't smell it, but I heard it, <laughs> and I heard these hobos talking. I lived in Huntsville, Alabama, and we had um, a, a railroad behind us. Hobos. And I thought they just came in. You know, the hobos came in, cooked breakfast. Um, and I was sure that my mother was going to be really mad because there were, you know, frying pans and dishes in the sink. And there wasn't anything. Um, but I heard them, and I saw the shadows, and I woke my parents, and I got in trouble um, you know, so I think a lot of kids are just naturally more open and aware. You know, and what's kind of interesting about that, too, is there's a way of understanding called synesthesia where you can smell what you see, um, colors have a sound, and there's some recent research that's suggesting that up until about age two, kids have that. Like, everything's sort of blurred. And we don't really particularize, you know, between ways of knowing. And then we sort of fall in line and we want to be sensory and normal and this and that. But, but I personally think that's really an early kind of a vestigial ability, you know, of being able to sense, to see, to feel, to hear this subtle energy. Um, and, you know, a lot of my clients, I've worked with lots of people, you know, students talk about how, you know, expect until maybe about age 8, 10, something like that, you know, they could hear voices in the night. They knew there was some kind of spirit at the end of the bed. They knew what their aunt pet was saying. Sure. Mine are always saying food, food, food. So it's sort of easy in my household. Um, you know, but, but we just sort of forget or go with the tribal mentality um, but, you know, we can relearn it. Once you have something, you can relearn it. How do the chakras fit into this? Well, chakras are what they call subtle energy centers or organs. I think it's amazing. When I started my work 25 years ago, very few people knew what they were. But now it's sort of the norm out there to go, oh, chakra this and chakra that, or how's your chakras today? Um, how, did we, how did we discover them? Well, the ancients did. They've been around in most cultures. We've known about them for thousands of years. And I believe thousands of years ago, our ancestors used their paranormal senses. They could see and perceive and feel and hear subtle energies. And so they knew that we had more than just the liver or the gallbladder. We had these subtle energy centers that emanated from the front side and the back side of the body and interconnected us to the subtle universe, to the realms. I call them imaginal realms. 
based on Arabic mysticism, and they're tools for opening doorways between the realms. We sort of rediscovered them, I think, a little bit, especially in the West in the early 1900s when Sir Arthur Avalon or John Woodrow, if he had a couple names, a couple aliases, um, you know, wrote a book that made it big in the West that recapped Hindu knowledge about the chakras. Um, and it's interesting that when his book came out, it's called Serpent Power, you know, he suggested actually there were six chakras and people added the top one on the head, the crown, mm-hmm. to his, you know, kind of list and decided there are seven chakras. Is, so. is any one of them more important than the other? Uh, no. You know, we need them all. I divide them into groupings. I really believe there's sort of lower body chakras, middle body chakras, higher, and we have to utilize them all. In general, the lower ones are the densest, the middle are more psychological, the higher are more spiritual, but, you know, you can't get anything done without the dense chakras. I'm sorry. You're not going to have make a living. You're not going to be able to walk. You're not going to be able to do what needs to be done in this world. And we all know the power of beliefs in psychology. Those middle chakras are humming along, you know, helping us with our feelings and our beliefs and changing our feelings and beliefs. And then the spiritual ones are typically considered those that are attuning us, enlightening us, giving us that sense of connection and breadth and depth. We have to use them all. Our our world in general tends to shy away from the lower chakras. We like what's called the first chakra in the hip because it helps us make money. Um, but you've really got to do more than that. You need to be connected. Is that where some of the, uh, you know, let's say the ancient Chinese used acupuncture on chakra points? Is that what they do? Well, they actually did, yes. And they use acupoints are sort of like sub-aspects of the chakra regions. Acupoints also get connected into the meridians. There's three basic sort of invisible structures that make up this subtle anatomy. You know, there's three parts of our anatomy. It's called the subtle energy anatomy that organize the subtle energy that we can direct energy through. So there's the chakras, which are the organs. There's the meridians or channels. They're called nadis in, in, in Hindu um, that flow through the connective tissue. And then there's the energetic fields most people, when they use that term, are talking about the auric fields that are actually extensions of the chakras. So you think about those aspects of ourself, and that is the system that's managing our subtle selves. It's amazing work that you've been doing, Cindy, and you've been doing it for how long now? Oh, my gosh, 25 or 30 years. I should really count the, well, let's just say the 10 years before that I was a kid. <laughs> we might add a few years to that. that. That's where you got some of your experience. <laughs> yeah, I saw energies. I saw colors. I, you know, I could, I could feel and see that, you know, kind of what was pulsing in the earth. I could, um, you know, I mean, I think a lot of kids do that. I could literally talk to fairies, you know, and I knew that we resonated if we allowed ourselves with the universe, with spirit, with, with grass, with, um, you know, with everything that's alive. It's all connected. And the subtle energy world is what explains how that works. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.